0: The reading is taken from the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 16, uh, starting at verse 23, and it's part of David's psalm of thanks, and it's on page 420 in the Pew Bibles. Sing to the Lord, all the earth, proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord, and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and joy in his dwelling place. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations, Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, The Lord reigns. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Then the trees of the forest will sing. They will sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Cry out, Save us, O God our Saviour, gather us and deliver us from the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name, that we may glory in your praise. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And then all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord.
1: As you can hear, we're having a few problems with the sound. what our very clever sound technicians deal with at the back. I'm going to try the low-tech solution, which is to move to somewhere else in the hope that that might might improve things if I go back a little bit and come to the center. One of the joys of being a minister here in the town is the fact that we meet together with other ministers. Uh, And that's really nice. Every month we get together and we have lunch together and we pray for one another and share all that is going on in our different churches. And it's really good that we've got so much in common as we all look to serve God here in Aberystwyth. Um, But sometimes there are so many differences. Um, Even just take a a service uh, like communion, the words we use amongst the different ministers in the town. Some will say Mass, Eucharist, Communion, Breaking of Bread, Lord's Supper, uh, and lots more. Just for one of our services, there are so many different words. And what, what do we call what we're doing here today? Uh, is this a service? The church I grew up would call it a meeting. They had meetings, the morning meeting and the evening meeting. Uh, others call them by the style, don't they? Matins, Evensong, or, or whatever is going on. The Welsh have got a lovely word, oidva um, and that's lovely. It comes from an old Welsh word, oid, which is like a tryst or a date or a meeting between two people, us and God, and that's a lovely word to, to use for it all. In schools, the law refers to an act of worship. When the children come together, it's a daily act of worship. And maybe that's what we're here today for, an act of worship. We're doing a series of... Uh, a year of discipleship, and a little mini-series about spiritual disciplines at the moment. We've looked at prayer, and fasting, and service, and then today we're thinking about this whole topic of worship. And we're going to be looking at that passage, you might like to keep it open in your Bibles, of 1 Chronicles, which is there to inspire us as we look at this whole passage. So before we begin, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we just pray that you'll speak to us through your word. We pray that you'll challenge us. We pray that you'll give us new and creative ideas about worship. And lead us on to worship you with all that we have within us. Amen. So worship then, what is worship? It's very hard to define, isn't it? Uh, the English word refers to ascribing worth to something. It's probably got a, both a horizontal and a vertical meaning. It's got that clear vertical meaning. It's between us and God. We praise God. We thank God. We declare our commitment to God. We declare his attributes and rejoice in his character. It's us and God. But it's also got a horizontal meaning too. We proclaim to one another what God has done. We remind ourselves of who God is. And why he's worthy of our adoration and our worship. There's a tendency, isn't there, to think that it's something we can only do in church. We gather together on a Sunday for worship. And sometimes in only one part of our service we'll say, now we'll have a time of worship. Usually with music, we have a worship time with a worship pastor, a worship band. And very much think, is that worship? But it's more than that, isn't it? You don't need a band, you don't need music, you don't need words, you don't need other people. All you need is you and God. So it's great that you've come here today to worship. It's right that we do worship together, and the Bible calls us to do that. But we can also worship God when we're on our own, when it's not even a Sunday. I wonder if you look back this week, have you spent time in worship this week? Just gone. Just gone. We can worship while we do other things. We can worship while we're going out for a walk and washing the dishes. Whatever it is we're doing, we can worship our God because that's what we're created for, to delight in our God, to worship him, to enjoy being in his presence. So I want to just pull out five things from this passage which have challenged me as I looked at it this week about worship and I hope will challenge you and help us as we think through this whole topic together. Five things. Remember, retell, reveal, release, and respond. I've got to try and remember all those. Um, I was just preaching this in Welsh a few minutes ago, and in Welsh we had covio, cohythi, covle, covlungno, and catino So I'll try not to get them mixed up with, uh, with the Welsh ones. But where do we go begin? We begin with remember, because worship starts with remembering calling to mind who God is and why he is worthy of our praise and our worship because we by nature are forgetful people (laughs) I, I forget all sorts of things I very nearly forgot to change my clocks Uh, last night which would have been very bad for a vicar a vicar should have special reminders i think so but i did just about remember in the end well done you because you're all here on time must have remembered but we are forgetful people in the old testament there are all sorts of traditions and patterns of worship that god decreed for his people to help them remember remember all that god had done how to, for them to remember and retell the story of the exodus. How they should build altars and special places to remember what God had done. They assembled piles of stones. They had special days of fasting and celebration to help them remember. Because we're not good. We forget very quickly all that God has done for us. We are people who forget. And worship starts with remembering. I grew up in Birmingham, and uh, those of you who know uh, Birmingham, it's got a number of different railway stations. Uh, When I was a child, there were three stations in the centre of of the city, uh, Birmingham New Street, which you'll know and love. Uh, There's Birmingham Moor Street, which serves stations to the south of Birmingham. And there was a closed station when I was a child called Birmingham Snow Hill and it was decided to reopen uh, this station uh, while I was a child. And what had they done? There was a tunnel that existed between Birmingham Snow Hill and Birmingham Moor Street. And they had to reopen this tunnel, clear it of all the rubbish and make it safe to start running trains through the tunnel again. And the day before it was due to open to the public to, to, for trains to run through, um, Birmingham City Council decided that it would be good to throw it open to the people of Birmingham and you could pay a pound uh, walk through this tunnel, bring a torch, they said, and yeah, this is the only chance you'll ever be able to do it because from tomorrow trains will be running through this tunnel. So come along and join us on a Saturday, raise some money for charity, and walk through the tunnel. And I was in my a teenager at the time, and my sister and I did this with my parents, got a torch and walked through the tunnel. But you know what? I don't remember this at all, and nor does my sister. It was only a month ago talking to my parents that they reminded us about this and said, oh yes, we remember you taking you through it and, and we remember the day and, and they've got all the... Thi-. But we don't remember it at all. I, mean, I spoke to my sister and she doesn't remember this at all but we were definitely there uh, and we definitely did it because my parents took us through uh, this tunnel. It should have been something to remember but something that I completely forgotten. We are forgetful people by nature. How easy is it for us to forget all that God has done. How easy is it for us to forget who God is? Worship starts with that remembering, reminding ourselves of who God is, recalling to mind all that God has done, all that Jesus achieved on the cross, all the blessings that we've received. It's really good that we have things like the church year, we often think as vicars, oh, no, it's Easter again. What am I going to preach on? Or uh, here comes Christmas again. What are we going to do for the service this year? But these points of the church here are so important because they remind us of things. That otherwise, we'd forget Easter to remind us of the sacrifice of Jesus. That's why we have communion and why we ask you to have bread and wine. Jesus set this up to help us remember because he knows we're forgetful people worship begins when we remind ourselves that god is worthy of our praise our adoration and our worship we remember and say to each other what he has done this passage in chronicles here uh, verses 26 27 you've got the reminder there for all the gods of the nations are idols but the lord made the heavens reminding the people there god made it all god is the creator We remind ourselves of these great truths time and time again. Splendour and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his dwelling place. Remember, remember what God has done. And that's why here they quoted from these different psalms which come together in this passage in Chronicles to remind them of all who God is and all that he's done. One way of remembering is to retell. that's our second point retelling retelling all that god has done is good for us because it helps us remember in this passage the ark of the covenant has just been brought back to jerusalem the people are celebrating and they quote and join in with different psalms that are joined together here together they declare how great god is they encourage one another to celebrate god's goodness Verse 23, sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. You might wonder why we need to do it. We need to remind ourselves to retell this, to get our focus right. Researching for on this passage, I came across a, a good quotation about prayer, praise and worship. All important things. Prayer, praise and worship. All important things. And somebody said this, prayer is often focused on the problem. Praise is often focused on the provision. But worship, worship focuses on the provider. That's really good, isn't it? That's where we need to be. That's why worship is so important. It focuses our mind on God and all that he has done for us. He's the one who answers our prayers, provides for us. And we retell the stories of God. God. We remind ourselves, we encourage one another in our praise and worship. I met somebody a couple of weeks ago who's reminding me about a clergyman from long ago who we both remembered. Uh, We told stories about him and anecdotes and reminded ourselves how special he was and how God had used him so mightily. I hadn't thought about this person for ages, but I was reminded about him by our conversation. Uh, It brought him back to mind again. We need to remind one another about God. To tell one another of all that he's done for us. It would be great if you stay for tea and coffee after the service and chat with one another and catch up with one another. But how about in those conversations, telling people about what God is doing for you at the moment, encouraging them of stories of how God is at work in your life. We remind one another of all that God has done and all that he's doing among us retell to remember we remember we retell we also reveal our call to worship is a call to reveal god to other people as well as reminding one another in the church about how great god is as long as we're encouraging one another as christians to worship god we also proclaim this to the world we reveal his glory to those who haven't yet encountered him This passage again exhorts us to do just that. Verse 24. Declare his glory among the nations. His marvellous deeds among all peoples. That's our task. To go out and tell everybody how great God is. We encourage one another as Christians and we can share together how great God is. But what about those who don't know God yet? What about those who haven't heard? Declare his glory among all of the nations. His marvellous deeds among all peoples verse 31 let the heavens rejoice let the earth be glad let them say among the nations the lord reigns that's our message that we are here to tell we remind one another here in our fellowship and we also go out and reveal that glory of god to others to encourage the whole world to come and worship the living god we do this by how we live our lives by our words by our actions how we live as a worshipping community here. If people come in and join us in church here, what do they see? Do they find a people here who are deeply committed to worshipping the living God, who are declaring publicly how great God is? What do the people of Aberystwyth think about us as St. Michael's Church here? Do they think we're a a strange club, some sort of special society? Or do they see us as a worshipping community? That's what we're called to be. We remember God. We retell all that he's done. And we're called to reveal God's glory to others. And next and challengingly, we're called to release. Release ourselves from that grip of self-centeredness and to release our gifts, our talents and our resources in worship. When we come to worship, the question at the heart of all of it is are we willing to let go? Are we willing to let go and to yield to God and for him to have his way amongst us? Will we give God everything we have, ourselves, our time, our resources, our everything? Are we willing to release it all to him? In the Old Testament, there were prescribed things that you had to uh, bring to sacrifice. Depending on the time of the year, depending on what you wanted to do and what sort of service it was. It was all set out, what you had to do, how to respond in worship. But the Bible also makes clear it's not about the things. It's about the heart. Jesus, when asked, quoted Isaiah in Matthew 15, uh, who said, These people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. It's not what we say or do. It's the attitude of our hearts when we come before God. Are we willing to give it all to him in worship this morning? Willing to release, release ourselves, our time, our resources to God in worship? Are we willing to give ourselves, our lives completely over to God? yesterday I had the privilege of addressing the Welsh Vocations Conference down in Aberiron. There were people there who were responding to God's call on their lives. They were changing their plans and their futures to answer the call of God. It was a real privilege to talk to them. What's God calling you to be? What's God calling you to do? not to be a vicar maybe to be a vicar see me afterwards Uh, maybe to be a missionary to go somewhere to serve him to be a witness in your workplace a light in the darkness a transformer in your community a true worshiper says yes to god and yields to him we give ourselves we give our time I challenged you at the beginning last week, a quick audit. How much time did you spend last week in worship? Not in church meetings or doing good stuff, but in worship. How much of our time do we dedicate to spending in the company of God and worshipping him? Our resources. Are we a generous people? Are we ready to give? Verse 29. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come before him worship the lord in the splendor of his holiness it challenges are we generous Do you remember all that we have belongs to god are we generous with god are we generous with one another when i first started working for st michael's church many many years ago as as a church administrator as a family we didn't have a car but one of the Generous church members here gave me the keys to her car and allowed us as a family to borrow it regularly, and we enjoyed uh, going out and enjoying it. How generous was that? That was very appreciated at the time, but a great act of generosity for somebody who remembered that all that she had was actually God's and not hers. How generous are we to God? We're not always good about this, are we? Bring an offering and come before God. I was speaking to a, a vicar recently who said about offerings in church um, that after COVID, they're not going to go back to passing the basket around. Uh, before COVID, we were like that in our church here, when it's time for the collection, you pass the basket around. And this church, it was a little church out in the country that used to do this, and they would count up a few 10 pences and a few pennies at the end of the collection and that was it and during covid the vicar challenged them and said look we can't have collections the only way you can give we're not allowed to receive cash the only way to give is by uh, setting up a standing order to us as a church So i want you to go away and pray about what to give to us as a church and uh, give in that way and their collections went up significantly and that vicar said, well, I'm not going back to passing a basket round again in case they will cancel their standing orders and thanks. But just by giving people time to think about that, about how generous they could be and to do it as a thoughtful process rather than something we don't give time to. We give, we give ourselves, we give our time, we give our resources and all that we have. That's key in worship. So worship, we've seen the need to remember because we're forgetful. The need to retell, to reveal, to release. Just one last thing as we finish. After we be reminded of this this morning, this call to worship, how do we respond? We look, don't we, in this passage in Chronicles, which which tells us how did the people here respond to the call to worship? They were given this great call uh, to worship here. And verse 36 at the end of our passage. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And then the passage finishes. Then all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. Here they were given that call to worship. Will we worship? This is the great God that we are called to worship. Uh, They said here and shared these passages from the Psalms. And the people said, Amen. And Amen means, I agree. It means, count me in. I'm on board with this. And that's what they said. That's how they responded and praised the Lord. They said, isn't that great? They responded to the call to worship. They declared their commitment to God, joining in the praises of their Lord. I'm not going to tell you how you should respond. I'm going to encourage you to respond in whatever way the Holy Spirit prompts you as we think through this issue of worship we are called to be a worshipping community we are called to worship our God we are created to be a worshipping people so maybe this morning maybe there's something in the way between you and God something that's stopping you given a hundred percent in your worship ask God to reveal it to you to show you what you can do again as I mentioned at the beginning if you'd like someone to pray with you at the end of the service there'll be people in the side chapel waiting to pray with you if there's something that will help you forward in this or anything else so we're going to pray now and that's going to lead us into some songs of worship and please use this time to give your all in worship and enjoy God's presence here today so let's pray Heavenly Father, we thank you for this challenge, this call to worship you. We pray that you will help us with all of these things. We pray that you will help us to to tell to one another all that you're doing, to encourage one another to be worshipping people. Help us to tell the world outside how great you are, to bring others in to know you and to worship you too. And help us to be free, Lord, to worship you. Maybe we'll leave everything behind, may we turn to you with our whole hearts and give you our all. May we worship you now. In Jesus' name. Amen.